There was a suitcase on the veranda. The leather was cracked and flaking and both straps were broken. Josie, who was the great-granddaughter of the man who was a ghost, had called to see me. As well as being the man's great-granddaughter, she was his great-grandniece also. It was a cold day with the wind coming in off the sea, so we stayed inside all afternoon with the chip heater going. This heater was installed at the time when Joe and Gordon renovated the kitchen for me. I didn't see the suitcase until Josie was leaving. "'Don't forget your bag,' I said. "'It's yours,' she said. "'I was just returning it.' "'It's not mine.' I said. You gave it to Luddy and Tom when Laina was going to boarding school. Laina gave it to me for Timmy. Now I've brought it back. Keep it, I said. I've got no use for it. I don't know what it means being there. Don't understand why it should come back to me again. But even as I was saying this, I knew that because of what had happened recently, my life was changing. She hugged me and gave me sticky red kisses, her big head above my head her wide self around me, her soft, unsuitable skirt lifting and flapping. She clopped across the veranda in high heels which were wrong for her size and which unbalanced her on my new veranda boards. All that her bright lipstick, her frothy clothing and her unfitting shoes did for her was indicate the kindness of her heart. We'll come and get it if we ever need it, she said as she left. Having the suitcase there was unsettling. Where was I going with the suitcase, and what turn was my changing life to take? I left it where it was, reluctant to take it inside. That night the wind toppled it, and the catches came undone. In the morning it was there gaping, ready to have belongings put inside. When Joe and Gordon came to fix up my house, they wanted to pull my veranda down because it was rotten and dangerous. They wanted to pave out front and make a patio, which they described in such a beautiful way that I was almost persuaded. No, leave my veranda, I said. My grandmother sent Jack off from there, and Marty was propped by its posts. They put down a new floor so that my foot wouldn't go through the old boards, and in the front wall of the house they put in new aluminium window frames and a glass sliding door. A year later they came and did some alterations to my kitchen, put in a bench and some new cupboards, replaced the wood range with the chip heater, and installed an electric stove. They asked again about the veranda. The day after my burial, I said, you can pull the whole lot down and make something new and flash for you, or for whoever will live here then. They laughed and said they'd replace the posts so the roof wouldn't fall down on me. I must have had an idea even then that my veranda wasn't finished with, that it had to be there for the day when Shane would step up onto it, that the steps had to be there to thump under his heels, that its boards had to be there to allow the sun to slope across them the way it did. It had to be partly enclosed the way it is, and shaded at one end by the clematis. In a more open place, Shane's demands could have leaked away into the garden to be eaten by flowers, or could have scattered across the yard and gone out with the tide. Also, Shane needed the protection of my veranda to allow his words to come. Joe and Gordon, who were ready to knock him down, were unwilling to do this on my veranda. But if the veranda had become a patio, built by them, cement and gravel rolled around by them in their concrete mixer, concrete watered and troweled by them, walled by them on the wind side, then they could have laid Shane out on it 
and not been troubled. If Shane had been flattened, if there had been blood, then that would have ended the afternoon. If I had not been jolted by what Shane stepped up onto my veranda and said, the little ball inside me would not have cracked. Words from it would not have escaped into my throat, remaining there until the tide had been slept out and in. The words would not have propped themselves between my lips, ready to pour themselves out over the floor and under the roof of my veranda. And what would my words have made of themselves in an open space anyway? If my veranda had been pulled down, how could we who were there have been grouped so conveniently together on a day of such strong sunlight? Not long after Josie's visit, Peter and Bond's house burnt down and they came to live with me. They'd been there for a month when I came to understand...